Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker's here with me. We are back for another Monday morning episode. Chris, start us off in the normal Monday morning fashion by giving us the weather headed into this week. In Los Angeles, California, it is sunny 95. In Houston, Texas, it is mostly sunny 96. In Chicago, nice, it is partly cloudy 67. And in New York City, there are scattered showers today with a high of 73 degrees. All right, Chris, you know... Usually we have something to to go into here for an intro or something to talk about, but I don't know about you, but there's a lot of news to get into. I say we jump right in if you don't have anything. I completely agree with you, Nick. Let's just jump right into the news. Uh, You may have missed it, but Wednesday night, Putin made a not-so-veil threat to use nuclear weapons to protect Russia in order to take back what Ukraine has taken. We, of course, will use all the means at our disposal. This is not a bluff. That is what Putin said on a pre-recorded message to the UN Wednesday night or Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. As a result, President Biden called Putin out in front of the entire United Nations General Assembly Wednesday. In the last few weeks, Ukraine has made great strides taking back their country. This is why Putin announced 300,000 troops will be going to Ukraine, and that is considered a huge escalation measure. Now, it's worth mentioning, too, that one-way tickets out of Russia have skyrocketed and have sold out following that message of the 300,000 troops being mobilized. President Biden blasted Russia in his speech to the UN and says that Putin is making unnecessary threats of nuclear power, and this is only happening because of Putin's ambitions, and that Russia, who is part of the UN Permanent Council, has broken UN rules. Putin has made threats like this in the past, and so far he hasn't acted on any of those, but US security teams are watching very closely. An appeals court has ruled in the Department of Justice's favor when it comes to those classified documents that were seized by the FBI in August. The 11th Circuit says Judge Cannon got it wrong on two big issues. The appeals court says the Department of Justice can continue its investigation into why those documents were at Mar-a-Lago in the first place, and Judge Cannon said the investigation needed to stop. The appellate court also sided with the Department of Justice, saying the new special master will not be allowed to review 100 of the most classified documents, but the special master can continue to review more than 10,000 other documents that were seized from Mar-a-Lago. One of the judges that ruled in favor of the DOJ was appointed by President Obama, and the other two were appointed by Trump. The Trump team can appeal this ruling to the Supreme Court. After months of back and forth, it looks like the conservative activist and wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, Jenny Thomas, will sit down for an interview with the House Select January 6th committee. Text message submitted to the committee from former Trump chief of staff Mark Meadows were from Thomas, who was said to be encouraging the efforts to fight the outcome of the 2020 election. When her messages were first released, Jenny Thomas said that she was, quote, eager to talk with the committee, but to this date, she has not. Last week, there was a deal made, and her interview could be scheduled in the next few weeks. 
Two United States military veterans held captive for months by Russian-backed separatists in northeastern Ukraine have been released along with eight other foreigners. This was part of a broader prisoner exchange between Moscow and Kiev that was brokered with involvement from Saudi Crown Prince Mahona bin Solomon, Alexander Druk, and Andy Taihuan both from Alabama. They were both captured in June near the northeastern border city of Kharkiv. They are among the hundreds of Westerners who have traveled to Ukraine to take up arms against Russia forces. Drek served previously in the U.S. Army, while Ewan is a Marine Corps veteran. The men were released to the embassy in Saudi Arabia, and their families have been able to talk to them on the phone. The release was a startling development as President Putin, a few hours later, ordered the mobilization of 300,000 Russian military reservists to continue the fight in Ukraine. Getting into rapid news, my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, has filed a lawsuit after he said FBI agents seized his cell phone while he was sitting in the drive through window of Hardee's. Jalen Hill, who played basketball at UCLA for three seasons before leaving last year for personal reasons, has died. He was 22 years old. The Trump campaign spent over $3.8 million on legal fees in August. Nick, what do you got for this Monday morning good news? For my good news story this week, we have one that's just absolutely just amazing, truly touching for a variety of reasons. So our story focuses around a little baby Conrad who was born early, but not just because he was premature. So he was born when Austin Evans, his mother, was 35 weeks pregnant and the reason being that they noticed that his heart rate was starting to drop and that uh, he was kind of slipping away. So so they went through with the birth and they rushed him to the NICU where he spent about six months there going through a variety of different treatments to help with things like kidney blockages um, and some other issues going on there, a lot of breathing issues. So he was on a lot of machines and unfortunately for a long time, his parents didn't even get the chance to hold him, didn't get the chance to really be with him. And that's where 27-year-old nurse Carly Miller steps into this and really comes in uh, to this whole thing because she was by Conrad's bedside basically his entire way through this process and through this journey. And this was a six-month process, like I said, and he did survive and he was eventually able to go home. But throughout all of that, Car Carly was right there with all of them um, you know, with the parents, with Conrad, taking care of him, going through all the emotional events with the parents, celebrating when they hit, you know, just these new milestones in his recovery. She was there for all of it. And while, you know, a lot of their exchanges in the NICU were professional, they quickly became very close friends. And it resulted in uh, Austin, the mother, asking Carly through flowers and a note whether she would be conrad's godmother and there were a lot of tears when this happened a lot of celebrations uh and carly did agree to be the godmother of conrad so it was just such a beautiful beautiful story because you have this whole story here you know this whole uh fight for conrad to survive through all these issues that he was having and to be able to pull through and for 
you know, this nurse and this family to become so close and such good friends. It's something that just touches your heart more than we really can understand. You know, it's such an amazing thing. I love this story. It's absolutely beautiful. That is an excellent good news story. I loved it very much. You know, Chris, like I said, it's just one of those things that really touches your heart. I know when I first read this, I I legitimately almost cried. (laughs) It's just insane because you have Conrad who is fighting so hard to survive and did survive uh, through all those challenges, you know, having those uh, kidney blockages and almost not even being born alive, you know, almost not making it through the entire pregnancy. only to fight through and and make it through all that and be able to go home six months later and to gain such an amazing family friend through it. And now he has a godmother who has taken such amazing care of him throughout his time at the NICU and hopefully for years and years to come. It's just, oh God, this is probably one of my favorite stories. I I seem to top them uh, with myself personally quite a lot. I find a lot of new favorites, but this one just touches my heart in a different way. I I absolutely love this one. Yeah, exactly, Nick. That is the end of this Monday morning news episode. Nick will be back here tomorrow morning with his episode of Eye on the Ball. And then Wednesday, of course, an idiot in the news. But until then, have a great start to your work week, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.